big, such a big week, such a simchadik week, such a, a week of yishtokekut, and, and for everyone that was, that's been showing up, it's, it's really been, I said a few weeks ago in shul, all eyes are on us. That didn't, it was meant to be like all eyes are on us to receive inspiration, not like, let's see if you're doing it right, it's, all eyes are on us in a beautiful way. Everyone's showing up in such an inspiring way. We should have many more opportunities to make Kaddishim Shemaim Barabim, hopefully, for many more years in good health and to have unconditional love and patience for each other. Ad Blidai. Mamash, Ad Blidai. And it's amazing how the closer you get to where you're supposed to be, the more the other side comes and tries so hard. And I'm definitely not trying to. Um, Bring Meshalim from Denzel to Will. I'm talking right now. <laughs> this is a Yiddish concept. This is, uh, this is a, as real as it gets. Remember Reb Shlomo explained by Sefer Bamidbar, he called it the book of mistakes based on the Ishbitzer. Because really, if you look at the whole Sefer Bamidbar, it's, it's big people making mistakes and people being misjudged. Why? Because what's Sefer Bamidbar? It's the journey to Eretz Yisrael. It's the journey to where you're supposed to be. And we're Hashem, we're, we're all on our journey. Hopefully we all feel like we're on our journey to where we're supposed to be. And now's the time to just give each other all the love and support <coughs> and um, Just like we're doing, v'chen hala. So I want to mechazek everyone and yishakoch to everyone. So I'm sure many of you have seen this new Haggadah that came out this year. This is, I mean, this Baruch Hashem, Am Yisrael, Am Sefer. There's so many Haggadahs every year. This is a beautiful one, Haggadat Piyosetzner. It was done by the, one of the Rebbe's great-nephews mm. who lives in Neve Daniel, a friend of mine. His name is Amot Shapira. You may have, for any of the Israelis in the room... <laughs> yeah, he's the gra- I believe he's the grandson of the Admor Chalut, the brother of the Piyasetzner Rebbe, the pioneer Rebbe, one that made it here to Eretz Yisrael. Uh, Amot Shapira is a name you'll hear on Israeli news. He works for, for years on the Israeli news... Uh, uh, the radio, Amot Shapira, Katavinu, Amot Shapira. Shapira, the Rebbe's last name was Shapira. Um, and he lives in Neve Daniel, and he, uh, he told me about this a few months ago. I was so excited. He's in a very special year. He also just put out another beautiful book that both my daughters cannot put down. They've been reading it in Hebrew. I think it's called Geula, Mashukaze, but like a very Sipur Prati, like, a, like an individual, modern-day sounding story, but person that... I think that left me tzraim. Something amazing. Very much I recommend. Uh, so I wanted to do a piece here. I saw in this beautiful Haggadah. It's taken, the Haggadah is taken from all the different writings of the Rebbe that have to do with the, with the Leil Seder and Pesach. Beautiful. Beautifully done. Beautifully illustrated as well. Um, if the Chavra are interested, I could definitely, uh, uh, most probably arrange to get, uh, to get a package, to get an order. You'll let me know. Um, it's beautiful. And what I wanted to do, see these beautiful illustrations in here, of all these different, like, all these beautiful things. What I wanted to do is a very simple piece. Mamash, a simple piece. For those that are learning online and that have this Haggadah. So this is on page eight. Do we have enough? No, there's one. needs one? No, there's We're good. Okay. The very simple piece. And it's already to, uh, to, to bring us to the, to the Kedusha of this. Another very recommended viewing. I want to recommend everyone to watch. 
Rabbi Ephraim Goldberg last week put out a, a mamash, a brilliant Pesach prep. It's about an hour and a half long. You could do it on, if you need. Yeah. <laughs> you could do it on a little bit faster. Yeah. I'm not a chassid of that at all, but if, if like that, that, that number sh- uh, just intimidates you, and you're not going to watch it anyway. It's brilliant. What he does, the Rabbi Ephraim Goldberg, I'll send out the link for that. He goes through a tour of your home, how to get ready for Pesach. In a very clear way, with the Shulchan Aruch, with the Mishnah Brura, in a very concise way, and Mamash, it was brilliant. I was preparing with it, and it, uh, it helped me tremendously as well. Mamash, he goes through a tour of the house, tour of the kitchen, tour of the bedrooms, brilliant. And very just, uh, he, he's, he's a very special, many of you know him, I'm, I'm, I know him for a long time. The Hakdama that he has is very, Hakdama, it's a five minute Hakdama that he, did you watch it? I'm sure your mother-in-law saw it. She's a big chassid of him, yeah. Um, the Hakdama that he has describing the attitude towards cleaning, the attitude towards cleaning can, de- can basically determine your child's Yiddishkeit. The attitude towards cleaning can... D- Mama, it's like he was not, he's not saying can have a bad effect or a good... He said, can d- mamash. It's, an, it's a crazy thing if you think about it. Um, but, you know, the Russia comes to the table, and what does he say? What's his shayla? Ma'avodah. Ma'avodah zot. You guys are crazy, right? You guys are crazy. So this piece is also going to be speaking about the opportunity that we have. How many days is it before Pesach? Nine? Ten? Nine, ten. Nine, ten. right? How many people are already uh, deep into the cleaning? None of us, right? I could ask you next Wednesday morning, you'll all say, no, 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 no. 2022, you could be thrown into jail or Facebook jail for saying such a, such a word. <laughs> let's stop, let's stop. Here we go. Let's, let's get very much. It's, a, it's not just our wives' achrayas, it's our achrayas, big time. But the achrayas, forget about the clean. The attitude is what I want to talk about. This is a big one. And it's beautiful. It can be a beautiful thing. So as you see on the bottom left here, this is from, I don't, it's amazing. This is the Rebbe speaking, Parsha Toldot, 1931. Remember, Taratz, when it's Toldot, that means it's the end of the, uh, sorry. It's 29. It 29, slicha. Thank you. Taratz, Tafresh Tzadik is, could be 1929 or 1930, based on the calendar. Toldot is generally read in October, November. So it's probably November 1929 from a sefer that's called Derech HaMelech. This is a book we've, as a chaver, we've we haven't learned that much. It was a book of the Rebbe that was written in 1929. I'm not going to say in the beautiful, exciting times of peace, and because 1929 in the world was a very, very dark period. But again, we, the Rebbe is known as the Ish more for the years that were written in 1939, 40, 41, 42. But 1929, the Rebbe was writing differently. It's a very, it's much more an optimistic, happier Sefer, beautiful Sefer, hard Sefer. Derech HaMelech is a hard safer. Not that, an easy safer. This is a few months after the Hebron Master. Because Hebron was Praot Tarpat. That was Av, Chodesh Av. It happened, it started, I think, the day after Tisha B'Av it began. This is a few months later. But uh, this, is, this, is, this is a beautiful piece. Let's look inside. Gama HaChana La Mitzvah Hi Mitzvah. The preparation for a mitzvah is also a mitzvah. 
Ita, Merebi Reb Elazar Zatal, Ben Arab Kadosh, Arabi Reb Elimelech. So the Noam Elimelech's son, his name was Reb Elazar, some people say it was Rebbe Eliezer, but it's brought down by him, and he says over here, Rebbe Elimelech Milizhansk, Sav Savato Shelad Mormi Piasetzna. From the, the Reb, the Eish Kodesh's grandmother was the granddaughter of the Noam Elimelech. We knew that already. The line is very clear over here. The Noam Elimelech had a granddaughter. That granddaughter was the grandmother of the Piasetzna Rebbe, of the Eish Kodesh. Ala Gemara. What does he say about the Gemara? She'amar haman la'chashverosh ve'edatei ha'melech enam osim de'mafke le'kulei shata b'shabes hayom u'pesach hayom. So Haman setachashverosh, they're not following your command. Why? Shemotzi'im et kol ha'shana b'shabat hayom u'pesach hayom. What does this mean? What does the Gemara mean over here when they say that they're not doing what the king is saying because all year long is spent on the concept of it's Shabbos or it's Pesach. Vehiksha, you understand the question? Vehiksha, ech zekula shata. What do you mean? How, how does this come out like this? Harei Shabbat irak yom echad, Pesach rak shavu b'shana. What do you mean they spend the whole year getting ready for Pesach? Pesach is only one week a year. And what do you mean they spend the whole week getting ready for Shabbos? Shabbos is just one day a week. You understand the shayla? Very good. So the Noim Alimelech's son said, this is what drove Haman nuts. Kekots be'inei Haman. Kots is a thorn. It's like a thorn in the eye of Haman. Ha'achanot she'osim Yisrael kodem kol mitzvah. The prep that a Jew does for every mitzvah drove Haman nuts. A lot of things drove Haman nuts. But when he saw how much, how much, how much love and how much dedication is there, and how much excitement, and really how much passion was put into every mitzvah, way before the mitzvah took place, drove him crazy. The hachana for the mitzvah. You know, if you really want to smell yantiv of Pesach, or Sukkot, you, know, you walk down the street in certain areas in Yerushalayim, just this, you know, certain areas in Mashon, it's Think whatever you want about what, what you know, lifestyles was there. There's a hachana. It's in the air. It's in the air. Okay. Umamash kol hashana oskim b'achanot Pesach. So Haman, the Reb Lezer says, what drove Haman nuts is that he saw Jews are preparing for Pesach all year long. And all year long, all week long, a year, really alive, he's alive because he's preparing for Shabbos. Now, let me ask you a question. Do any of you know anyone that you could say about them that in a certain way they're preparing for Pesach all year long? You never went to a house that don't allow Svarim on the table at the Shabbos what table? What about a Pesach kitchen? Huh? What about a Pesach kitchen? Bidiuk, that's definitely. We all do it every single day after you put on tefillin, or when we talk about leaving Mitzrayim. Ah, very good. You're very much uh, very spiritual. I'm talking about like literally, like I mean, there was a house that I used to go to a lot in Yerushalayim. You ever see this? No one else saw this here besides you've seen this. They don't allow like this would never happen. Like it, this would never happen. It's like you're bringing a safer to a table that has chametz on. Yeah, it's October. Yeah, but... 
who knows if there's going to be a crumb that falls in here, and then you're going to, your, your heart's passion is My going way, to be... Yal doesn't eat chametz all year long. Talking about a Pesach prep, yeah. Rabbi from Goldberg speaks in this piece about, you know, what do you do regarding cleaning Svarim? So alavai, that all of us need to mamish open up all the Svarim and clean them (laughs) in order for the Pesach Hachana to be proper, right? We are kids, that's what we we, we do it, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. alavai. Maybe we should do it. It'll be a zgula that we actually do use them all year long. I don't know. Anyway, he's saying, that's, that's, that was up until now. The Rebbe was quoting his great, great, great grandfather. Not his great, 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 great grandfather, but the son of his grandmother's grandfather. Not so important, but he's quoting Mishpacha. But now the Rebbe starts like this. Kikol mitzvah gavoahi, every mitzvah is exalted. V'yiv shalol Yisrael, pamachat. What you think, a mitzvah is just like, just do it. Like we always spoke about, do you move into Shabbos or just do you just show up for Shabbos, right? Moving into Shabbos requires hachana for Shabbos. If you want to move into Shabbos, do you want to just grab a mitzvah? Or do you want to be in the mitzvah? Do you want to just grab a... Where can I grab a mincha? Where, where can I grab a mincha? It means it's something you got to grab. Or is there a hachana for a mincha? You understand where he's going with this. Every mitzvah is exalted. You can't just show up to it. Barak, kevan hachanot. The more prep you do, the more prep you do means it brings you higher and closer to what you're eventually going to be doing. But don't think for a second that you're only attached to the mitzvah once you get it done. Because then, you, then, then you'll just feel like, whatever, I just got to grab this mitzvah and do it. Isn't it similar to Sukkot also where the mitzvah itself is to be in the sukkah? You don't make a bracha and build in the sukkah, Right? It's the hachana, it's the building of the sukkah, where it's actually, you're getting... But wouldn't that mechazek the other side of the, the taina? You're saying, imkan, then even the building of the sukkah should have a bracha on it. No, I'm saying the hachana. Exactly, I'm saying the hachana. You don't make a bracha on the hachana. Right, right, I'm saying that, so he's, I thought you were going to say, if the hachana is that important, shouldn't there be a bracha on the hachana? Would you say something about Shabbat also? You could, no, no, I'm, I'm with you on right. the, why we don't, but... Um, I'm just trying to... Compare. What's the only one, what's the only thing that we have actually brachas for a hachana? I was just thinking, Pesach, because you do bedikah So that's interesting, that's, that's one of them. What's another one? And it's, uh, it's around this area, this mantu. Machshava-wise, this is actually, this would work. The Omer. Exactly. Mm-hmm. What are you making a bracha on? Hachana for Matan Torah. It's pretty interesting. But, and yet, you don't say a bracha on Matan Torah, on Shavuos, but you say it every single day of your life. It's interesting stuff. But the point over here is to just emphasize Nachon, even though we don't say a bracha on it, the hachana is key. It's paramount to the actual mitzvah. Mamash. Some would say, so I think where he's going to go here, he's going to say, perhaps maybe it's a mitzvah on its own. It's just not counted as one of the mitzvahs in the Rambam or the... But it's counted. It could be a mitzvah on his own. Let's see how he brings it up. Mashal, bottom right paragraph. It's like also walking to a mitzvah. It's like getting already this char of doing the mitzvah. Bidi, that's what he's, that's what he's going to go to. Look at this. Mashal. Bidiuk, bidiuk. All these things. Preparing this. All these things are there. But the thing is, that's all. Those are all easy ones to be with simcha about, right? But the simcha of preparing for Pesach. <laughs> it's not like, oh, I'm going to go buy my lulav and esrog, right? It's a different type of, uh, 
and say, exactly, that's right. But that's the Indian. That is exactly what he's going to address. <laughs> he's saying the other things, Shabbos, all these <laughs> things, nah, Chana for that brings you extra love, Simcha, but your child's watching you prepare for Cheros. Your child's watching you prepare for Cheros. What's going to be? Where's, what's going to be? So look what he says. Mashal lemi sholeh lahar gavoa. Ha'im rak b'sha'a shenimtza kvar al rosh ha'ar, ne'emar she'ala. When a person's ascending a mountaintop, when do you say that he went up to the mountain? When he reached the top or when he started climbing the mountain? It's not a, it's not a riddle. It's, just, <laughs> it's like if an axe fell. No, it's like this is my mash. Gam kol p'siyah p'siyah she'poseah aliyah. Every step is considered he went up. He went up. You don't say, no, no, he didn't go up to the mountain until he's on the top. Every step he went, took is considered that he's going up. Now, even if you're just in the middle of the mountain, in comparison to the rest of the oilam, you're already much higher. Maybe where you have to go is still there's space. But compared to everyone else, you already went up. If the mountain wasn't any bigger than where he's at, he would have been at the top already. <laughs> you see what he's doing with our minds here? It's very, uh, it's very cute. So this person that took a few steps up, he already, where's, uh, I need Sussman. He's a, tell Sussman about this, this one with his uh, trek that he was planning, right? means he already went up to the mountain. You didn't get to the top. But what does that say about your, your position? And what does it say about us as, as we engage the avodas of going up to the mountain of Pesach? person has to be like this. Yeah, there's another mountain. Where is it? It's right after where I am right now. I just didn't get to that mountain yet, but this mountain I already climbed. You understand what he's saying? I'm going to try to make it clear. Person goes up, he starts climbing a mountain. He gets to the middle. Did he go up the mountain? Yeah, he went up. Did he, yeah? Did he reach the top? No, no. Well, yeah. He reached the top of whatever could have been right now the first mountain, and now there's a whole other mountain that he can climb. It's all about perspective over here. All right? Ken kol ha'achanot she'osea Yisrael le'mitzvah. Asiyot ve'aliyotem. This is the same exact Indian. With preparation for Pesach. Let me ask you a question. When someone goes and starts cleaning for Pesach, did they fulfill the mitzvah of Pesach? No. Yes. Part of it. He's a, he's, a, he's a half on the mountain. That's what he's trying to point out over here. But there's still another mountain to climb. But don't say that you didn't fulfill any mitzvahs yet because you didn't finish the gemara of the mitzvah that you're working towards. <coughs> what you're saying is that it's enough, but he wants more. No, not enough. There's never, but he's, there's, but he's, he's, reached, he's reached that point. At that moment, when he reached that point, he got to the mountain. He got to the, he got to the top of that mountain. So at that moment... Part of it. It's but, part. But it's, he still wants more. Hashem. <laughs> Baruch Hashem. Listen, someone does half of a mitzvah, and he's nanas. He was coerced. He can't do the rest. What is it, nachshav to him? According to halacha. If someone that was nanas, what's a better word for that in English? Uh, um... What does that mean? Not prohibited, no. It was coerced into not being able to... It was forced upon him... 
it was an unavoidable circumstance that he can't finish the mitzvah that he started doing, right? It's as if he didn't. Huh? It's as if he didn't. Why, why should it be he didn't do it? Ah, so again, the machshava we always have is to keep, hopefully keep on going up. Again, it's a matter of perspective, but what he's trying to bring here is not to see how good you feel about yourself or not. It's to give you an injection of light in the process of cleaning. And to mitzaref this process of achana to the end of it. But let's see how he continues this. Um, bottom line again in the bottom paragraph. Ken kola achanot Yisrael mitzvah. All the preparations that you do, asiyot valiyotem, rak mitzvah od yoter gavua. It's true, it's all mitzvahs, but the mitzvah itself is even higher than everything you prepared for. V'shuv achanot ad shebala mitzvah. Lachem. Ha'achanot la mitzvah enan achanot la'asiyah bilvad, sh'tiyena hen machshirot bilvad rekaniyot me'atzman. Rak ela mamash asiyahem, sh'ish Yisrael asad dvar la'ashem ve'hu mizdakech. He's saying, don't ever say that the preparations for mitzvah are just considered a preparation for a mitzvah. It's asiyah itself. It has its own value on its own. A real yid that would never read this and say, okay, that means I could ani patul because the PSS never said even the hachana for a mitzvah is considered a mitzvah. But what he's trying to say over here is something else. That's a cop-out. I'm not saying anyone's saying that. But again, it's not saying you did the mitzvah. No, he's saying it's an asiya itself. Yeah. It's eating on the ninth of Tishrei. <coughs> yes. It's eating on the ninth of Tishrei. Yes. Yes. But what's the lesson of Chazal there? Do they say ki'ilu? Ki'ilu mitane, yeah. So, right. The problem would be if Chazal said, kol ha'ochel bachi nechshav ketsam v'asiri. So it doesn't say nechshav. But it definitely does say ke'ilu, nachon. It's important to remember this. V'zeh shamati mikvod kedushat chotni arav atzadik ha'kodesh. Arav Yerachmi al-Moshe Hopshtin mikoshnitz, she'amar b'shem ha'kedusha slavi, was said from my father-in-law in the name of the Berdichever, she'kshavar kodem ha'pesach lifnei anashim, she'niku et ha'kedim lichvod pesach, the Berdichever would come before the women that were cleaning the utensils in honor of pesach, amar... יהי רצון שמלחים היוצים מין כשרק. Okay, so כשרק stands for in the makor כשרק is tkia shvarim trua tkia. In all the svarim, the kabbalistic svarim, they'll say כשרק. It's like kavana, special kavanot that will come out because of from the tkias that come out of you know tkia shvarim trua tkia. אך רב לוי יצחק נותן לזה פרשנות המתימה לפסח. But the Bedichev said, no, no, you know what Kashrak stands for? Kratzen, which means uh, the gar... Huh? <laughs> no, 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 it's not krech. <laughs> Kratzen girud means to... Uh, it sounds like hard work, whatever it is. <laughs> right, right. It's a definitely an oi connotation there. Legared, uh, to, to scrape, to peel, yeah. Right. Shavin is kirtsuf, that means scrubbing. Rabin... Shifshuf. I don't know how to say that. You say shifshuf? Yeah, also, they're all synonyms of forms of, of, of prep, of cleaning. Kikasherin, that's Hagala. You understand what he did? Kashrak, everyone says, oh, tkia, shvarim, tkua, tkia. Rebbe Yitzchak Bedechev is saying, yeah, you know the malachim come out of those kolos? You know what kind of malachim come out from the avodas of scrubbing, of preparing? Ah, Rebbe Yitzchak. 
Ya'alu v'yamlitzu tov ba'adeinu. The malachim that are born out of these avodas that you're doing, women, you're forming malachim. We say that whenever anyone does a mitzvah, they create an angel. He goes to the women and say, you know what kind of angels you're creating by the scrubbing? He says, I want those angels to go up to Shemaim and be mamlitz tov ba'adeinu. Be our, uh, how would you call it? The, uh, advocates. Just like he was. What was he known as? Sanegoran shel Yisrael, as the advocate of the Jewish people. Ad kan l'shono ha-kadosh. Ki, k'mo shemin kol mitzvah nivra malach, just like from every mitzvah a malach is created, ken gam min ha-hachanot la-mitzvah. So maybe, Shachar, this is good. Maybe it's not considered a mitzvah. Because we say, ki'ilu. But what do we know that a mitzvah produces? What does a mitzvah produce? An angel. No, no, here. A mitzvah produces an angel. He says, a for a mitzvah, maybe it's not considered a mitzvah in the mitzvah category, but it also produces angels. So like, is it being halfway there, or is it being there? Because again, going back to the mashal, being in the middle of the mountain, you're there, depending on your perspective. It's amazing. This has been like our sugya in the air for like weeks already, you know? It's all your fault. This should be the worst thing in the world you, you do the rest of your life. That's an interesting Indian. Like that's, a, that's a very important thing to... Bless you. That's a very important way. A cop-out looks at that and he has a bechir over here and he says, you know what? It's fine. What's fine? And I have almili smoch. But really we know that when a person is really engaged in the mitzvah of Pnimiut, there's no way in the world. You don't even want to only do the hachana. Again, that's what I'm saying. You're doing 100% of the hachana. Mm. Hopefully. So that's what I'm saying. You're 100% of where you need to be at that moment. Right. When you get to Pesach, you're 100% of where you need to be at that moment. But 100% of the hachana, to the halachist, just for a second... He looks at that and he says, that's zero percent of the halacha. <laughs> right, but that's an important thing, but ashkafa-wise, it's a very important nekuda. A hundred percent of ha'achana could be zero percent of the halacha. Go give that over to your children. Atzlacha rabachem. Mapitom, the Baal comes down and says, that's not important. What's important? What is important? Engagement. Awareness, consciousness, engagement in the mitzvah. And every mitzvah, because it's so exalted, demands a hachana, demands a preparation. Comes the Rebbe basically, and he's saying, and the B'yasetzner Rebbe is saying, what is Rebbe Levitzchak saying? He says, yeah, when the halachist, maybe you'll even mask him, when you do a mitzvah, you get a malach. And I'm here to tell you, based on what Rebbe Levitzchak did to those women, even the hachana for the mitzvah itself produces malachim. I believe Yitzchak Berdichever asked from those malachim that they should be mamlitz tov bad am Yisrael. So if that's the situation, how do you approach the preparation for a mitzvah? If the preparation for a mitzvah can serve, if the result of a preparation for a mitzvah can serve as advocates for am Yisrael, how do you approach that very gentle and delicate time? In the Svarim regarding Pesach, the Svarim that speak about this man from Ashkodesh Nisan until Yudalad Nisan, this is a very, very, very important and sensitive and auspicious time for the things that are like beneath the surface. Because, yeah, no mitzvah has actually started yet. Soon there's going to be all these chametz and these, you know, there's four isur, you know, there's, there's, mit, there's a bunch of positive mitzvahs, there's also lotases. But the child, in order to be engaged with those, needs to see how you approach that hachana to that place. 
This is also one of the reasons why I'm not giving any opinion on the matter. I'm just explaining a certain mahalach that going away for Pesach, everyone should everyone should have, everyone should be privileged to have luxuries in their life. Someone told me this week. I shared it with you. Parnasa. Everyone. We don't say that yidin yidin shouldn't have parnasa. Parnasa is for other people. Yidin should have ashiras. They should be wealthy. We should have everything. Why not? Why not? And everyone should have the most luxurious experiences in the world and, and three Pesach, it's Pesach kitchen, Pesach home. But what's missing, what's missing from that, and Rav Weinberger speaks about this all the time. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, the weeks before Pesach, he'll always say, if Khalilah, some of you have to go to a hotel. <laughs> what's missing? You know what's missing? Malachim. That's what's missing. Based on this. Malachim. Angels. And a chanot. Where's the kashrak? Where's the kashrak? Yeah, you have to pack. That's it. <laughs> you're sweating, you're scrubbing, you're closing everything. Last year, from last year he did it? No, it's just now. Just oh, yeah? But anyway, but he goes on to say for those that have to go away from Pesach, he goes, you can't imagine what goes on inside the kitchen. I'm not even talking about how these guys, the Goyim, how they mamish, you know, they're sweating in, in, into your food. I was with a it's disgusting. I'm talking, about, I'm talking about the Sina that they have for you and the energy and Kavana that they have when preparing your holy Pesach food. Oh, yeah. And, and, and I was just like something that... You know, like, like uh, I never even, forget about not being in the environment of like, you know, Pesach and being around a pool, but, like, but, but to have like, to even think that way. So, so, so it's holy even in us going yeah. ahead and cleaning. It's holy in us preparing. The Big food. time. It's, it's like another level. Malachim. 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 Right. Malachim. We, we have this concept, right, right now we're going to have it, the people who are going to go participate in baking matzah. Every yeah. time you have to, you say the shame. Yeah, and you also do it with tzitzit. Anytime yeah. you, you have to hand you. So we have, we actually already have this anyway in certain mitzvot. I don't know why we don't have it for the cleaning. I, you could say that, right? You could you, say I would. But what is the? I don't. Well, what, by the way, what is the mitzvah? The what? mitzvah is to get rid of the chametz. What the shem say? Yes. That's what the mitzvah that we're doing is getting rid of the chametz. David, you got to write one. When we're talking here about write a haredi muhammadzuma, you got to We're 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 going for the mitzvah of getting rid of chametz. So aren't we're going for a general a general mitzvah of, of there's, there's a number of mitzvahs of no Pesach. I understand this is a general thing but specifically he started talking about cleaning he at the sure. end he actually at the end he talks about but cleaning. when you're yeah. cleaning why isn't that in in and of itself it's isn't it seems like one elongated mitzvah because you can't there's no the Absolute. end is it just Pesach I happens but I there's no real end to it the end is I guess you declare that you finished. But the whole thing seems to be. Well, if you don't clean your house and you move into another house, you know, then it, or if you do clean your house and you don't live in your house, is that preparation fits or I mean, I guess you did the mitzvah because you got rid of the chametz by leaving it. Right, right like, but again, no, again, yeah. you can do that. You can right. be yotza every mitzvah. Anyone that goes to one of these places, uh, they can, I don't want anyone to chas v'shalom think that they're doing anything halachically wrong. God forbid. I think that it's not even our Indian to look into other people's halachic statuses. We're speaking about what's available for us. Right, but you don't have what's available for us. You don't get an essential accomplishment if you didn't. You get out what you put in. 
We had an opportunity to delve into what you're saying two days ago. It got a little bit confusing because there was a word missing, but, but you, you all heard the second bracha Rabbi Riskin said? With the mezuzah? So it's a bracha that Ari says all the time. Ari and Jeremy say all the time. Do you want to explain what that bracha is? I mean, to establish the border of the widow, which the way I sort of explain it is when you go to a new place in Eretz Yisrael that you've never been, that was desolate and, and built up, that's been built up since, so you make this bracha. And so I say that before we got to the, the mountains that we're at, the land was desolate and barren and kutzvah and now it's like been brought back to life. So it's like the the widow has come back to, to, to marriage, back to life. Or we were the widow, and now we're back to life, or it's a mixture of both. But uh, that's sort of... There's a similar bracha, Asheva brachas. Sostasis v'tagela akara b'kibbutz bana v'tocha b'simcha. Very similar. So Rabbi Riskin, he said, he, he, he basically just, he backs it and missed the word. Um, he said matziv almana, but it, really, it, it should be matziv gvul almana. That you set up the gvul, you just... Let, you just so a king can do this, right? King can actually lengthen borders. So that's that's really if we have that consciousness here, and I think we, we, we do, but we could do it even much more. And especially, and I bemet, I'm not saying this to make you feel good because I don't want to, you know, your egos are written. <laughs> um, you guys are living. You guys are living with mamash. You you've given us all this inspiration to really feel much more connected to that consciousness. I speak on behalf of everyone here. Mamash, mamash, mamash. Matzitia Al-Kuin. the whole street was nothing. I remember, yeah. And now it's a border. Yeah. <laughs> in, the house, in the house where Toby lives, um, <coughs> used to be, some of you remember, there's a few here, used to, we used to live there, was Avi Moskowitz, whose son, Baruch Hashem, got engaged, getting married, Chaim's getting married. So, so when I first was in that house, he said to me, he said to me, people always ask me, what was here before you were here? So he says, I always take them to my living room window. I say to them, look, and it's the rock that's right across yeah. the street. He said, that's exactly it. So I actually sent Josh pictures because he was working in Yavniel on Monday. I sent him videos and pictures that says, this is yours. This is your Hatzavat Gvulamana, Josh. This was yours. Mamash. So with that consciousness, with the mitzvah of building Eretz Yisrael, so someone can say, listen, I just want to show up to something that's prepared for me already. And they'll still get the mitzvah of Yeshuva Aretz. They will. What won't they get? If you're not part of the building process of it. See, Mashiach's going to come, and everyone's going to be here, and everyone will be able to mekayim the mitzvah of Yeshuva Aretz. But what, what are we trying to offer the world the opportunity right now? The malachim that are produced from the building of Eretz Yisrael. It's the same thing. Mamash, the same thing. Bottom left. Street view of today. Oh, that's crazy. Send this to the group, okay? <laughs> that's a crazy imagery. 
presented the group. Hayotze lano midvareinu. Sheisha Yisrael, a yid, shemechin davar la mitzvah, that prepares something for a mitzvah. Tzarich ladat shelo et asiyah levad mechin. He's not just preparing the actual doing. Rak ela gamet atzmo, he's preparing himself. Belo hachshara levad hi, rak ela gamken mitzvah hi. Ah, shachar, we have a problem. Because he's saying over here right now, crystal clear, this is not only hachana, which is pretty. The Piyasetz Nerebbe says it's a mitzvah. He said this straight out. Am I, unless I read this wrong. What do you think? it would still bring a shayla though. Why don't you start? A, why don't you start the hachana with the bracha? Our, it's interesting. We end the hachana with the bracha. But someone explained this very clearly because you know when they, this possibly could be the answer. Yeah, because if you don't finish it, you don't be able to say it. Do you know when they were mitaken the mitzvah of of b'dikas chametz and bir chametz? In what era? Like, what were people living in in the times when they were mitaken that that inyan? In the Gemara. How, what did people? What possessions did people have back dirt, then? Dirt floors. So what did they have to do? When they did b'dikas chametz, they actually that was actually what they what they had to do. Zatomeret, no one lived with in luxury. So when they were doing the mitzvah and they said a bracha, they did a bracha. Then they went to go check what the only things they, they needed to check, which is the very limited amount of property they had. What would they say today? Maybe they would say, I don't know, could be. Maybe they would say, start the bracha earlier. Any musag. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. How much property did people have back then? Possessions. Nothing. So when they said, al badikas chametz, right? They really did. Al biyur chametz, that was really, it's very little. And it's not so far-fetched, you know, I share this with you sometimes. My, my father, who had the privilege of, of we had the privilege of witnessing a, a, a Kohen, Mare Kohen, that my father's holding the Sefer Torah, all day and Monday and bringing the Torah into the Hechal. I went once in Buenos Aires to, with my brother to the area where, to the, to the house my father grew up in, in, in house. You saw pictures of it yeah? The room my father lived in with his parents and his sibling, right? It wasn't thousands of years ago like this. 60, 60 years ago, it was like this. 70 years ago, it was for many people. His B'dikas Chametz could have very well been, okay, the night before Pesach, we'll do a B'dikas Chametz, and, you know, one room in Bezeo. I don't know. It's the fact that we have so much to clean now is a bracha, but it's a different story. It changes, you know, it changes our perspective of it. So again, I'm reading this paragraph again, we're going to end with this. midvarenu, Yisrael dvar Tzarich ladat, Shelo levad machin, Rak elagam et atzmo. 
You're preparing yourself. ולא הכשרה לבד היא רק אלא גם כן מצווה היא, שחלק ממנו מתגלה. וכשיעשה את המצווה, כל אותו החלק יתגלה. The mitzvah, something exalted within the mitzvah becomes revealed through the hachana for it. When you finish doing the mitzvah, the whole entity of the mitzvah becomes fully revealed. But part of the kedusha becomes revealed just by the hachana. לכן, גם המצוות שאינן צריכות הכנה כפסח בשבת, also, so there are two, and Brenner, this is ממש addressing you. So מצווה is not like פסח and שבת. צריכים גם כן להכין את עצמו להם. You gotta prepare yourself for those as well. Even though they don't need הכנות like שבת and פסח, if it's a מצווה, it has light to be revealed, you don't just show up and turn on the light. וההכנה צריכה להיות בכל מחשבה, דיבור ומעשה. And the Achana for every mitzvah we have can come through thought, speech, and action. Everything. By Hasidim, it's very, very big. All the Harenis, all the Hareni, Harenim, Mechabel, Harenim, Mechabel. These are all very, very important things. It's not just like, eh, it's a nice, cute Hasidish addition. They're saying, no, no, Hashem gave us Chaye Olam Nata Betochenu. You gave us eternal life within every mitzvah, every commandment. I want to know exactly that I'm doing everything I can to be prepared for what you're telling me. I want to understand more of it. And within every single mitzvah, there's so many like, messages of love. But if you just come and say, whatever, I, I did it. Yeah, you did it, but you didn't, you didn't hop at all what the point was. Well, the, yeah, the, the, that's where it depends where the starting line is. Right? For them, the starting line is the achan already. They're already it's the mindset is all before just you know, picking up your glass and drinking water. Uh-huh. Like in sports, like the season starts preseason, like preparing for the season. Interesting. Hasidim say Pesach starts when you put the Pesach d- 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 dishes away. Matzoi Pesach. Reb Shlomo said he became a Yid by seeing how his father would kiss the Pesach, d- his mother would kiss the Pesach d- d- dishes when they put it away. Matzoi Pesach. Again, determining a kid's attitude to Yiddishkeit. Yesh bezamashu. So we should be zolcha, all of us here, we should be zolcha, to show our precious, precious children. And by doing that, we're showing ourselves that the engagement, the engagement in the privilege of Hachanah Pesach is a privilege, is a privilege. And Zvizim Magdimim, obviously no one's going to... No, you'll have plenty of other Hachanahs to do. I always tell Hachanah and Kala, when I meet with them, I was like, listen... There's going to be plenty of stuff you're still going to have to do. But take care of this stuff now so you don't leave that till the end. There's always stuff that can be taken upon ourselves, even right now. Whatever it is. So that we can go into Pesach, like B'nai Chorin, B'Simcha V'Tuv Levav, with good, with good health. And Ava V'Achva V'Shonam V'Reyos, everyone. Shukayach. Shukayach, Shukayach.